Welcome back, Patriots. This is part two of this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. If you missed part one, you better go back and listen. Here we go. All right, whoever's up to talk next. David, I-, I have a question for you. Um, and I know, I know you may not have seen it, so if you have or I'm speaking to something on, you know, one way or the other, just you can stop me. Um, but after Macias went in there, he gave this very clearly scripted testimony. Uh, the, the cross was like a minute. I mean, they hardly crossed him. That, w- that really weirded me out because that was ripe for the plaintiff's counsel to come on and destroy him. And a lot of the things he said, especially given that it was very clear that he couldn't actually answer questions, which partly I think speaks to something that Holly was talking about earlier, which is that uh, given his lack of background before he was placed uh, in this you know, mighty position as a supposed elections technology expert, uh, I, I don't think he can hold his own without you know, someone holding his hand. So they script his, his deal very, very clearly, specifically to debunk the major points which completely demolish, uh, you know, Hobbes's, uh, you know, side of the argument, their entire case. And a lot of the supposed w- expert witness testimony that they gave, including Dr. Mayer, uh, you would have laughed, Joe. That guy gave a doctor. Th- he did a cum- uh, coomer. He said, oh, it's doctor. It's not mister. It's Dr. Meyer. Yeah. Um, but they, they just, they like just let him off. Mister. Yeah, yeah. It's like they, <laughs> they crossed him. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, okay, so Mr. Meyer. But anyways. Did he really? Yeah, yeah. Like right after. A few seconds after. He goes, it's Dr. Mayer. And he's like, right, so Mr. Mayer. <laughs> uh, but. I love it. It I'm great. so happy about that. Uh, no, no, no. But, but it, it was weird, though, because they asked him a couple questions and then all of a sudden, oh, I can't hear you. He's very, very obviously waiting for answers. And then they just let him go. And they weren't out of time to my knowledge, unless I missed something. So I don't understand why, uh, given the absolute lies that, that he went on there and read from, I don't know who chatting to him on an iPad or whatever was, was going on. Why, why would they let him off? Is it just, did they think it didn't matter? Uh, like Dr. Meyer, I could see not spending any time on cross-examination because he didn't present any information. He literally got up there and said statistics isn't real, so nothing about what uh, Barris presented is is valid, and he can't do math right. But uh, Macias really weirded me out. I'm not I'm not sure about that. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on why they might have let let him off, particularly how vulnerable he was, you know, having to respond live on the stand. That, that's, a, that's a great question, and um, I saw some screenshots about, uh, you know, someone looking off and, and appearing to be very scripted during direct examination. And, uh, you know, and if you observed it, then, you know, I, I would think that Team Lake would have observed it. One of the things that I would have done, again, I, I don't want to armchair or, or second-guess the strategy, but I, I would have gotten testimony right then and there during cross on whether someone was reading a script uh, off camera because typically what happens is you're not allowed to as a witness to refer to anything unless uh, you know it's been approved by the judge so people you know there are rules that allow you to reference a report or a note but you're not to be reading from reports you're not to be re- uh, to read to read from talking points and that's a bit a giant no-no and it's one of the reasons why I would protest having any type of trial where you've got someone pointing um, 
you know, attending by Zoom because you've got all of these resources and crutches that you can rely on that you normally wouldn't have if you're in front of a jury or a judge and he could get his eyeballs on you. Um, so I don't know why that wasn't uh, brought up during the record. I'd be speculating. But, yeah, if you're telling me that they only spent a minute on um, cross-examining when someone was that vulnerable, yeah, I think that's a missed opportunity. And, and uh, you know, it sounds like you've got some guests here that are in law enforcement or have been in law enforcement. There are ways to make a cross-examination very painful on things that may not seem entirely relevant to the big issues, but they are super relevant in just basically disposing of a witness and making them so uh, lacking in credibility that the judge can basically abandon uh, any weight being associated with that witness. And so, um, you know, if you've got a weak witness, you want to spend as much time as you can and, and walk that line to expose them for being scripted. And if that's the one thing that we want to be talking about is whatever good came out of Macias's mouth, you can destroy it by having everyone remember him as the, as the scripted witness. So it sounds like it was a lost opportunity. Um, you know, I probably cross-examined during my career, you know, you know easily over 800 to 1,000 witnesses, um, and that's a, that's a conservative estimate. And um, not everyone has the same kind of, I don't know, there's an intuition that you just have to have on when you're going to ask a question that you might not know the answer to. Um, but I think that would have been a, a nice line of examination to go over is to say, hey, are you looking at something? Because it really looks like you're reading your answers. I mean, I would have done that. Uh, I don't know if that was done or not. Yeah, he did object to it twice. And so the judge on the second time, asked Ryan Macias point blank, are you reading something? And he said, no. And then he turned to Mr. Blem and he said, you've now wasted a minute and a half on objecting to this matter. Like, move on. You've gotten it on the record that you think he's reading. I think it was obvious to anyone with eyes that he was reading. Yeah, and, that, and that's one of those things, you know, it depends on how comfortable you are with the judge. Um, you know, you, you have to be cognizant of preserving um, issues for appeal. So the judge shouldn't get a pass. I, I know that he's king of court, um, but you want to be filing those objections and telling the judge, look, we deserve to know, and this shouldn't come out of my time because someone else is reading scripted talking points. All right. So well, like, want... can we play the sound on that, Apollo? Sorry, that clip that you just had, since David and Joe, I don't think, saw it. Can we just play the sound so that you can see how he takes in the question and then how he actually responds to it? Like, play the video for a couple minutes. All right. If we can here. get a high res on video of this, I think I can get somebody to actually break down what was in his pupils. Yeah. Well, the only one, uh, this would probably be the recording because... The only other recording that I saw that was coming directly, it, it may be this or right side broadcasting, because uh, the other one was from the court and it was awful and didn't even have him on screen. The The court uh, live stream was really bad for a lot of reasons. Pretty convenient. Well, let's not be conspiracy theorists now. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> We got we got we got an awesome uh, justice system. 
do we have a cut that we can play that shows him shifting and looking? Because to oh, me, I just it's pulled so in the actual thing. I Here, biased. I have it. Requirements or Arizona law requirement, correct? That is correct. Yeah. So as I had stated, this was in my role as a California entity. I was certifying on behalf of and for use in the state of California. Okay. Can you tell us? Oh my God. A ballot on no, it was system? bad. Yeah, so generally, the <laughs> system is a standalone system. Again, not part of the EMS, not part and of the, the judge system. is seeing it this. It is a standalone computer right? that is running an application, the ballot on demand application or software, um, and is attached to a printer. Um, and and it's just those three components. And can you now he looks at the camera? Maricopa County's ballot on demand system interacts with the EMS. Yeah, as, as sure, I have uh, notes right CTO here. System, Look at them. Uh, as used in, in Maricopa County, is a standalone system. Um, it does not directly in any way interact with the voting system or the election management system. Uh, the ballot on demand. Like, are you kidding me? Uh, laptop he's, and printer. He's reading. Out to That's totally reading. Right. Um, and you can, the you judge have his live, you have his, point uh, blank. And, uh, yeah, I want to find that part. Yeah, find that spot. That's really I important. I think it completely discredits him because he totally lied to the judge. All election technologies. This is not just voting systems. but Just the way he's speaking, you can tell he's reading. Companies, ballot printing facilities, uh, ballot on demand systems, and other types of election technology. Um, also in that role... Uh, I was appointed by then Secretary of State Alex Padilla to be the California representative to the United States Elections Assistance Commission's Standards Board, which is a uh, federal advisory. I'm going to speed it up because I want to get to the part. Committee Act. You see, wait, did you see what happened where he couldn't he couldn't spell the the word that he was on there that he couldn't remember the word? It happens mm -hmm. the entire time. It happens the entire time, Joe. The entire, the entire time, time yeah, he's he speaking. Oh, listen, this is bad, bad. Have you done electricity yeah. uh, work in Arizona? Yes, um, I've done a lot of work here in Arizona, uh, including um, providing an advisory role on the voting system testing and certification program, um, along with their election equipment uh, advisory board. Um, I have also, uh, in 2021, uh, I was named by Secretary Hobbs to be one of her expert observers for uh, the state senate uh, review of maricopa county's vote and hold on you notice what he just said there which confirmed the results of the Ash, did you catch it he said hired he said hired he said he was hired work in arizona <laughs> here it is yes, um i've done a lot of work here in arizona uh including um providing an advisory role on the voting system testing and certification program um along with their election equipment uh advisory board um i have also uh in 2021 uh, i was named by secretary hobbs to be one of her expert observers for uh this State Senate uh, review of Maricopa County's voting technology. Resume or your CV to me? Yes, I did. Uh, can we pull up Exhibit 17? <laughs> we got a ton of rumble so rants that came in, so we should probably just so I'm gonna go through re, go through these really quick if we can before they expire. But um, Elvis Forever, thank you. Seventeen dollars. We won. We know, and we will not quit. Our republic is precious and worth the price of our time and attention. Thank you all. And then Satcom, we have to get comfortable. This is probably this is awesome too. Satcom, thanks for the hundred dollar rumble rant. Uh, we have to get comfortable being uncomfortable with the truth. There is only one way out of this. The Declaration of Independence explicitly calls for it, 
and it is what it is no other recourse and then we have one more from the liberty lion joe i said the same thing about getting the reflection and his pupils just need high res video you're absolutely right absolutely right so i just wanted to go ahead ash awesome thanks and thank you everybody for the rumble rants um we couldn't oh, thank this you. without you the audience um I want to point out what Liz said earlier, and it was just in that clip. She called for an exhibit, and as he was pulling up the exhibit, he looks to the other side of the screen. So not the side of the screen that he's looking at when he's answering the questions. When he's looking at the attorney and the proceeding, he's looking straight on at the camera. When he answers a question, he looks down and to the right, and when he calls up an exhibit, he looks to the left. And that's important because the judge asked him explicitly, are you read, Mr. Macias, are you reading anything? <clears throat> Excuse me. And he said, no, I just have teams pulled up full screen. So, I mean, it's, it's obvious to me that he lied. And I think anyone with eyes can see that he's reading. It's a, yeah, it's a mockery. Yeah, ahead, sorry, the, federal, the federal case, he was so scripted that I, I'm, and it's funny because at the federal case, one of the questions they asked everyone who hit the stand, how are you being paid for? How much per hour? What's being covered? And he was covered um, anyway, but he had his stuff so well scripted. He had to have memorized it. So that's why I think at the federal case, he wasn't reading from anything. He just memorized it. I don't think he had enough time to memorize the answers here. Yeah, the other thing that Holly pointed out yesterday is that with Richer, um, the clerk and recorder, Stephen Richer, the way that he was positioned and angled on the camera, you could never see his right ear. It was he was he was at an angle and he was looking down and the entire time Apollo went back through and watched his entire time on camera at no point. Do you see his right ear? And so we're wondering, because he also very articulate, very scripted. He's never appeared that articulate anytime I've ever seen Stephen Richards, Richard speak. But for for this one, he was, you know, very articulate. We're speculating whether or not, you know, to go to the full on conspiracy theory, speculating whether or not he had an earpiece in. I well, like it's not he, even conspiracy theory. Like Biden does this. Like the president right. and, and all these politicians do this. It's not like I, I hate the conspiracy theory thing because here's a news flash for everybody. The word conspiracy existed before the CIA made up that term like 70 years ago. I'm sorry to tell you. So when Stephen I'm a Richards, proud conspiracy theorist and my pronouns are told you. So sorry, Liz, go ahead. No, when Stephen Richards said he was in Panama, I thought it was because he was going to be in hiding. But he, he said, no, I'm on vacation. First vacation in four years. So he claims. I thought he said Panama City, Florida. Oh, was, did he Panama, say Panama, the country? Panama City, Florida. Oh, uh, all right. I, then I, I misunderstood. He didn't, I didn't hear Florida. I heard I heard Panama for sure, but I thought he said Panama City. No, but we'll usually I, the tape. <laughs> you're probably right. I'm so accustomed to these board of supervisors claiming that they're in hiding Bill Gates, that they're fearful for their lives. So that was my point. I thought Stephen Richer had left Phoenix to, for his safety. Okay, I have the point where he gets called out. Do you guys mind if I play that? No, go ahead. Yes, please.
Yeah, so uh, in my career, um, I have worked with uh, almost every state uh, across the nation. This year alone, um, I was present in 19, approximately 19 different states and worked with thousands of local election jurisdictions across the United States. Your Honor, uh, may I interject really quickly? It would appear to me that uh, Mr. Macias is reading from something that we're not privy to. He keeps looking to the side as if he's reading something, Your Honor, and if he is, we would like to know what it is. I can yeah, but Mr. Macias, when you testify, uh, you, yep. need, you need to testify from your own, yes. uh, without referring to something. If you need to refer to something, you can tell us <coughs> to and then look. Are you, are you looking at something? Yeah, no, I apologize if I am. Uh, there is a little bit of a glare uh, from the right-hand side uh, with, a, with a light, but I am not reading. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Very well. Thank you, sir. There is a Thank glare, you. but I'm not reading. Thank you. And now I'm going to play it for another um, 30 seconds. Us, Watch uh, now. Watch his eyes. Examples of entities that you've that provided election technology right? and security consulting services to? No, that was the only one. Yes, as I had mentioned, um, well, I there work for goes. Idaho National Laboratories, uh, which is a federally funded research and development. I mean, center. like, are you kidding me? Uh, you got to be kidding me. Why couldn't he? I don't know why he, he can't, can't the spell the words. He can't spell the so, words. A couple more minutes, and he had spelled out again. Yeah, there is a second objection, Apollo. Oh, and was there? He, and yeah, the yeah, judge yeah. asks him point blank, and he says, no, I just have teams up. So he's obviously lying, because he's obviously, that's not a glare. And what and in what universe would a glare make you look at it? You would look away, no? <laughs> I mean, he's a liar. Like, I, just have but, to but, keep, I just have to keep staring at this glare on my screen. <laughs> No, the best is cross-examination. That's the one you got to show because he, he like, he's waiting for answers to come in. Yeah, let's watch that. Yeah, okay. give me one second. Let me find that. I was so disappointed. I was hoping they were going to blow, like, totally blow him up because there is a massive body of evidence that can be used to discredit Ryan Macias, right? I mean, he snuck into the Maricopa audit disguised as a journalist. He, um... You know, there's all the the uh, NAS pictures that have come out of him and Katie Hobbs's uh, comms director doing shots together, and you know, drunken selfies and all that, all that stuff. There's you know an incestuous relationship between them. He uh, testified to how he works with CISA. We know from the Twitter files that CISA and uh, Mur C. Murphy Herbert from Katie Hobbs's office were working together to censor the voice of voters during for, for misinformation and disinformation right there's a whole bunch of stuff so i was definitely disappointed my gut is and apollo you said you know you're pretty sure they're not they weren't out of time i don't know if they weren't out of time but my my gut was telling me that it was so abridged because they had used up all their time already but i'm not sure on that it just didn't make sense to me i have i have the spot where he goes into cross now in that batch must be invalidated? No, as a matter of fact, that would be disenfranchising of voters um, because these are voters who <laughs> have the eligibility 
um, and they have been authorized to submit a ballot packet. They've received a ballot packet. Oh my gosh, he's packet. definitely reading. He's reading. Oh wait, wait. Watch, the watch when, the, when they go across. They, the voter, needs to do. They've crossed their T's. They've dotted about their I's. Seconds. And so um, to go and throw out their ballots because of an administrative paperwork error that was most likely unintentional by a poll worker or uh, election worker who has already worked a 16-hour day would in essence be telling that voter that something that is outside of their control even though they have done everything that is necessary to register to be authenticated and to like is this a joke is now going to be thrown out because he's just recalling all of this from memory and then, oh, look, dead eye. And dead eye in the camera. The dead eye in the camera. <laughs> hey, guys, I think I know what the problem is. This is camera drift. That's all hey, we're looking no, no, at no. here. <laughs> so, either way, you can sit there. Okay, so here, here's the thing. There is a way to get in and actually see with his eyes, with the retina, if we got access to the system, to enlarge it and see what he was looking at on the screen. So if you're in the audience and you have that video technology, we'll contact us. We'll get it. I'm gonna I'm gonna work on it on my side too. All right. Did, Pay attention to what goes on said, across. Go ahead, Todd. It's he said eligibility. He, yeah, he couldn't because, he can't uh, even <laughs> reading. He he read it as eligibility, and just his his cadence and enunciation is. I, I mean, it's comical. He's not even a good actor. This is this would make a brilliant, you know, uh, uh, Monty Python skit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah brilliant. I'll, I'll write it up, Todd. We can perform it together. This episode of Conservative Daily is brought to you by DCF Guns. They're not just a supporter and a partner of the show. They're an organization that is on the front line of promoting safe and responsible gun ownership. Along with being a staunch defender of the Second Amendment, they have a lot of different things inside of their three ranges and stores. So they have a gunsmith at every location. They have the ability to do massive amounts of training, uh, anything from beginners all the way up to uh, competitive shooting. Um, they're also the best gun store in Colorado. Uh, between a mar massive arsenal of top-tier firearms, competitive pricing on ammunition, they're a go-to resource for newcomers and expert shooters alike. Memberships there start for as little as $25 a month and offer an arsenal of benefits beyond that, such as store-wide discounts and special access to training. Even better, what you're seeing right now is DCF Guns also has an e-commerce option, meaning you can take advantage of the awesome prices without leaving your home. Just visit dcfguns.co and start browsing. I do want to tell you that as a listener of conservative-daily.com, you get an additional 5% off everything in the store. You have to use discount code Joe. That's J-O-E. That's discount code Joe. Go to dcfguns.co and use discount code Joe. J-O-E. That's me. Or it's coffee, cup of Joe. Um, but you can go there and save an additional 5% off every single thing on the site. Um, as always, we'll keep the range hot and the deals hotter only at DCF Guns in Castle Rock and Colorado Springs and now online, available to everyone across the entire country. <laughs> All right, here's the last part I want to play. There, or you can come up to the podium. Now watch, now watch. He goes across. Look, now all of a sudden he starts adjusting, moving around. Mr. Blam, you don't apologize for that. All right, I have... Uh, 
Good afternoon, Mr. Macias. Yes. How you doing? I just placed a document on the Elmo. I believe it's titled Mitigating Risk, Chain of Custody, written January 5th, 2022, and I believe it's got your name on it. Did you, uh, did you prepare this or have someone prepare it at your request? And I will, I will attest to you, Mr. Macias, this document, I believe, was downloaded off of your website with absolutely no changes. This appear to be your PowerPoint presentation? I have provided uh, a PowerPoint presentation with that title, yes. I'm turning now to page three. Under highlights, impacts, and risks from a broken chain of custody. Did I read that correctly? Yeah, sorry, I'm having a hard time. Thank you for zooming in. Yep. All right. Point one says the integrity of the system, its data will be deemed untrustworthy. Did I read that correctly? Yes. Point two, a court of law can render the system and data inadmissible. Did I read that correctly? That is correct. Point three, inability to definitively determine if an actor has manipulated your system or data. Did I read that correctly? That's correct. Thank you very much. Uh, really quickly, do administrative errors. Why can't we see Mr. Macias. Generally impact 298,000 ballots. Yes or no? He comes back in a second. I'm sorry, I'm having a hard time hear, hearing. Do administrative errors generally impact 90 or 298,000 ballots? That was even better on the second one. Um, I don't know what you mean by right. impact. You said uh, general administrative errors shouldn't allow ballots to be thrown out. Okay, if chain of custody is not valid for 298,000 ballots, is that a simple administrative error, yes or no? Objection, Your Honor. Foundation calls for speculation. He's simple asking question. a hypothetical. No, nothing's a simple question. You're asking a hypothetical. Yes, Your Honor. Told you this judge is going to do nothing. Macias, if you understand the question, sir, and you can answer it, please answer it. If you don't understand, we can have a rephrase, sir. Yeah, can, you, can I get a rephrase, please? All right. If 298,000 ballots did not have valid chain of custody, would that be a simple administrative error? Uh, missing a piece of information on a piece of paper uh, would not invalidate the chain of custody if the protective, right. protective you, measures were still in place. Can you say and so, yes or no? to that question. Yes or no. Do administrative errors routinely impact 298,000 ballots Watch delivered this. at different times throughout the day to There's different locations? Objection, Your Honor. Objection, All Foundation. Right, I'll just, I'll withdraw that. I want to save some more time. I just got one more question to ask. Go ahead. Mr. Macias, did I hear you testify when you were talking about your background and experience that you were hired by Katie Hobbs and the Secretary of State's office <laughs> to do Arizona's logic and accuracy testing for the 2022 election? If I use the word hired, then I misstated and I would like to correct the record. I was retained to be an expert observer um, and I did that at no cost and was not hired um, to do so. I did it on a pro bono basis. Thank you. That's it. Okay. Thank you. 
pro bono basis. Mr. Macias, going back to the PowerPoint presentation that Mr. Black. Yeah. So what's interesting is when the um, the Liddy, uh, the attorney for the county, when he gave his closing remarks, he talked about how Clay Parikh is a biased stooge because he gave freebies to the Prince of Stop the Steal, who he describes as Mike Lindell, the pillow guy. He didn't say Mike Lindell. He said the pillow guy. So freebies for Clay Parikh to have his travel paid for and his you know logistics and accommodations covered, but to decide not to charge a fee for speaking because he believes so much in it, he doesn't want to charge his fee. That is, that makes him a stooge. But Ryan Macias, being in, being hired, not hired, just retained to do expert observing for the Maricopa audit, audit which he also uh, snuck into as a as a journalist, right, and 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 misrepresented who he was. That's totally fine. That's the asymmetrical standard that we saw from the defense. And again, I, I think that the, um, I hope I should say, and maybe it is a little bit of hopium. I'm not a, I don't consider myself an optimist or a pessimist, but a realist. Um, I, I hope that the magistrate can see through it because to me there was, you know, like I said before, they spent a good amount of time with Jarrett saying, why does it seem like you lied yesterday? Can you clarify why the whole world thinks you lied right now? And then today with Macias, um, you know, I think, I think that's interesting. Liz, yeah, go ahead. You muted, Liz. You're okay. muted. The, uh, what I want to tell you is that if you look at the court version of um, Ryan's eyes during that cross-examination, you get a completely different um a, a completely different uh, view of what's happening and how he's like looking at that bottom left, looking for an answer to pop up. And then the defense objection, because they know he doesn't have the answer and he can't answer yes or no, because he doesn't even know what he's answering. Um, so anyway, you got to look at the court version at home if you're able to pull it up. It, it's because it just it shows you and that might be the better version to analyze his eyes. Yeah. So I have it on my Twitter. I have it on my Twitter, Liz Harris MBA. So you can look at Ryan Macias and everything, the entire thing close up. Now, I, I mean, I don't want to like change too much, but I just want to say some star witnesses. We had Clay Parikh. We had Heather Honey. We had that roving attorney. I mean, their testimony was excellent. I mean, did you guys talk about that yesterday? They yeah. had... Testimony. I made a video. I made a video about Heather Honey. <laughs> All right. So I, I mean, I it's just, a good, it's a great show. <laughs> you should play that video and live with after Liz finishes her point. No, my, my point is, is that there's a lot of evidence that did come out. And I agree that right now they're just completely trying to spin this as we didn't, we didn't prove, you know, we didn't prove it. And again, they're, you know, they're blaming us for using the wrong type of pen and they're blaming us for voting on election day and that we had 27 days prior to November 8th to vote. And I mean, Joe, you are so right. They are setting this up to make us look like the bad guys that were the ones who screwed up election day. Think about how stupid they think people are. They literally, Dr. Mayer 
literally got up there and said, people don't know how long they waited in line. People don't know. They, they were just frustrated. I'm not going to say what they were frustrated with, but I'm a doctor. But statistics doesn't <laughs> matter. And people, they thought they were waiting in line for hours. It was actually probably 15, 20 minutes. That's what he got up and said. That's how yeah, much disdain they have for everyone. I'm telling you what's going to happen next. I'm telling you what's going to happen next. And yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I said this on a, on a show earlier, but um, understand. So I was like what my my um, plan was for Election Day since I was a candidate was to go with my family and vote early and then to go to like five, six, eight polling locations, shake hands and kiss babies. That's what you do. Right. As a candidate. But instead, yeah. I had my own little mini war room going on, fielding calls, instructing people which poll to go to. I mean, it was it was completely crazy. But I'll tell you, during the course of the day, from the Republican Party, from Maricopa County, we're getting all different sets of directions. At first, it was to go to, if, you, if the tabulators were down, go to a different polling location. Then it was like, wait, if you checked in, don't do that. Use draw three. Use the handicap ADA accessible device. So if we want to talk about wait times, I have several friends who waited three and a half to four hours so that they could vote on the ADA device. Why? Because the ADA device would record their vote there on the spot. And they know that, you know, they listened to the Mike Lindell symposium. They did the canvas with me. They understand everything that's happening. So, you know, did you factor in the wait times for those ADA devices? People were motivated to have their vote count that day. I personally fed my ballot in four times into tabulator A. It would not take it. I fed it into tabulator B. It took it on the first try. The woman next to me was hand, uh, filling in her third ballot because none of the tabulators were taking hers. And she got to the point where she was just voting top of the ticket because she had a kid with her. She had to get out of there and her hand was cramping. I don't blame her. So this election on November 8th in Maricopa County was so flawed. I lived through it. Here's my regret. Had I known what I know now, we should have been out videotaping every single polling location and getting testimony on video from people right there as it was happening. But you know, when you're in the moment, you, you don't, it's hindsight. You, you don't know what to do. But I remember like my friends were like, well, I'm moving voting centers. And what was I going to do? Say, no, 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 don't do that. Did you check in? You know, your, your ballot's going to be provisional. No, because there was just so much going on at once. That's my point. Thanks. So, so we have sponsors that have been with us for a long time. This one has definitely been here a long time. This is Air Medcare Network. Today's podcast, again, sponsored by Air Medcare Network. If you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road, if you travel a lot, if you even drive a lot, even if you don't drive a lot, this is good fire insurance. If you like to hike or spend time outdoors, you want to make sure your family's protected in a medical emergency if you ever need to be air medically transported with air med care network you're covered for as little as 85 dollars a year your whole household will be covered in case you ever need to be air medically transported uh, simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com daily and use promo code daily and you'll receive up to a 50 dollars visa gift card when you sign up today now they also have an amazon card but we don't do business with amazon here on this show so please do not sign up for this and get the 50 dollars amazon gift card uh, because that is feeding the beast and we don't feed the beast 
So get that $50 um, gift card and sign up. You can go up to, I think the five-year membership is like 300 bucks or something. But uh, so it's even less. So it's $85 a year for your whole family. And then as you go up, it, it, it actually reduces. So airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily. David, I know we've got, I know, uh, I think we still have you on the phone. I don't know uh, if you want to weigh in after we played some of the uh, testimony from, you know, from Hooked on Phonics, man. Uh, Let me just give you one thought on um, what the judge could have done. We've just been talking about Macias looking off and you could instruct or request the judge to instruct the witness to stare into the camera. Um, and that, you know, any time that he moves off the camera, that he, he gets admonished. And you shouldn't, we should, they should put this on the record. We should not be admonished for the amount of time we've got left because we've got someone who's effectively being, uh, you know, an adversarial uh, witness. And so uh, I've been in live settings where we've uh, asked the judge to admonish a witness to direct their attention in a certain direction because we were worried about them looking at notes or a report. And there's no reason why the judge couldn't have done a similar uh, admonishment to the witness to, let's take a minute, uh, do you see where the camera is on your computer? I'm gonna ask that you stare at that camera when you're delivering your testimony. Um, and that that's reasonable, and, and I, I, I think the judge is, again, showing his bias by basically uh, making it a non-issue. What did I say? What did I say? What did I say? See, there's things that you can expose too much of when you're in the, in, the, in the thing of chaos, and Liz, you just said it. We should have been videotaping everything. We're so far behind evil. We're so behind the liars because we don't think that way. Now we have to start thinking that way. We have to start acting that way. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. We 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 are we're we're, we're behind because we we show a lack of. We're we're still in that place of reliance. We're still in that place that somebody else is going to see it and do something to overturn it to make it right because that's what good happens when good happens. Not realizing that we are the good that happens. Well, I think, you know, the saying, be wise as serpents has really been our downfall, uh, even over the last several years. Because, what, you know, what you just said, it just speaks to the fact that, like, when we saw Antifa uh, back in 2020, when this all, you know, really started to snowball, we saw them out there with very well-coordinated teams trying to instigate people to then use on social media, uh, making themselves look bigger. We saw them acting uh, as a force of coordinated evil, and we have failed to coordinate with each other, and you know, and be wise as serpents, because we know we know their tricks. Not, I mean, even anything that we saw today, it's not new. Nothing, nothing's new. Yeah. All right, we beat a dead horse all the way to the part where it's fully dead. Can I play a video can I make quick? One more point? Well, can yeah, I, before, ahead, before we go to the video, can I just make one more point? So I just want to say that, you know, I, I, I 100% agree. We can't vote harder. We can't vote our way out of this. Um, one, one thing that is hard about that is that as soon as the 2023 mu- municipal elections are through in November of next year, uh, a, a switch is going to flip. And it's going to be election year, hardcore, shoulder to the wheel. Everybody is either a candidate 
or participating in a campaign. What I have observed since 2011 when I left the Republican Party is that it's real easy to get swept up in that, right? To get swept up in the the, the campaign of it all. But we are, we don't have free and fair elections. And so to your point, Liz, about being out and 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 holding the system accountable, that's a that's that's a that's a civic duty, right? Not a political action. And there is on the especially with the Republican Party on the right more broadly with this unity play that we keep hearing from people like Charlie Kirk, there is this desire to to conflate politics and civics, because that's the way it's always been, right? That's how it's certainly always been in in my lifetime. But we have to disassociate them and we have to to engage in our self-governance through the civic processes and not get swept up in the emotion of the election. Um, You know, one of my biggest learnings and and Liz, I'm sure you probably saw this, too, because you canvassed also and had a, a decent ground game. As soon as, you know, as soon as people start declaring for the race and they start pulling their teams together and putting their critical infrastructure in place for their political campaign, the the people engaged in civics tends to drop off, at least here in Colorado, in my experience, because it's it's more exciting. Right. Politics is way more sexy than civics, but civics is way more important. Well said. Well, let's lighten it up in 70 seconds, shall we? 60 seconds. Um, so just, just to give everyone a recap, this was because uh, I loved this part of Heather Honey's testimony because this arrogant uh, attorney came and tried to tried to get her, and she corrected him on the legal term, <laughs> uh, <laughs> on the letter of the law, live in the courtroom, and then he ran away. Uh, and it was Spoiler a big deal. Alert. It's a big deal. Because, you know, they're talking about chain of custody that affects hundreds of thousands of votes. Uh, let's say I'll play this real quick. Legal question, but you only have to answer if you have an understanding about it. If you don't have an understanding, it's perfectly fine to say, I don't know. Um, are you aware that under Arizona law, a ballot is not uh, not actually unlawful if it is uh, the term that's used sometimes is harvested or ballot collection. But if somebody who is not authorized to handle it deposits it, deposits it, or like what happened at Runbeck, if somebody brings it and inserts it into the stream, but not into an, a designated authorized drop box, are you aware that under Arizona law that is not actually an unlawful ballot? I think the, the term in the law is an invalid ballot. <laughs> Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) That part made me laugh. That was good. (laughs) So, uh, as they did in, uh, in the movie with Russell Crowe, it's time we reach down, pick up the dirt, and smell it. And before we move on, today's show is sponsored by Augusta Precious Metals. They help retirement savers use gold IRAs to diversify and hedge against this crazy economy. Augusta is different. They don't push fear and doom like some gold IRA companies. They're all about compliance, transparency, and educating people to protect their retirement. 
Augusta has thousands of five-star ratings and hundreds of great reviews. Their most famous customer, quarterback Joe Montana, loved the company's mission so much he's now their paid ambassador. Even Money Magazine says Augusta is the best gold IRA company. So don't get into a gold IRA nightmare. Protect your retirement savings with a reliable, transparent company. Get Augusta's free guide from their website. You can go to www.augustapreciousmetals.com. That is A-U-G-U-S-T-A, preciousmetals.com. A company that puts its money where its mouth is. Love it. Get the Augusta Precious Metals free gold IRA guide at www.augustapreciousmetals.com and do something now about protecting your retirement. It's time that we make a decision that what's right is right, and there are, there are no limits to what it means to stand up for the truth. There is no limit to what it means to, to protect the truth. There is no limit. Nothing that is a lie should stand. Transgenders are men dressing up like women or women dressing up like men. They are mentally disturbed. There's something wrong with them. That's, that's a mental illness. We need to call them what they are. Yes, sir. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think you need to call me ma'am. No, I don't. I don't participate in the lie. We don't participate in the lie of misinformation and disinformation. We say they are liars. We use those words, liars. We call controlled opposition and people that say that they're on our side that aren't standing up and speaking the voice of what the people want. We call them what they are. They're slave handlers. They're circus performers. They are not people that are there to protect the people because if they were, they wouldn't be out there trying to tell you and convince you that you can vote harder or that somewhere along the line we can get involved in devious behavior, dishonest behavior, in hopes that we can outfox them in their game. We have to do things the right way, and we have to speak from a position of truth. If you want to restore God to our community, if you want to do this, what I think this is, this is restoration. If you want to restore you got to be willing to take the hits. you got to be willing to take the punches and pay the sacrifice that is necessary in order to protect this nation and the other people around the world that depend on this nation not falling into the hands of these evil people. we got to stop. we got to stop. we got to speak truth, period. Not hear it, not know it, not speak it sometimes. Speak it all times, boldly regardless of what the consequences are. And if they take you off the planet as a result of it, guess what? Nobody wants to die. Even the people that, Steve Jobs said this. He said, even the people that want to go to heaven don't want to die to get there. That's a true statement. Nobody wants to leave the world. The people that want to leave the world are the miserable people that are trying to adversely affect other people to be miserable. But we haven't learned yet we have not learned yet. I've learned it. Over two years, I've learned it. But collectively, we have not learned that shoulder to shoulder is a real thing. And taking back our country will take an enormous amount of courage, an enormous amount of faith, and walking that faith. This is the time that walking on water can truly happen. It truly can. But you got to be willing to speak the truth. Um, I want to give everybody just a chance to kind of wrap up, and then I'm going to pray, which I desperately need to be able to pray. But Liz, I'll give you the thank you, by the way, for coming on. Go first. All right. Thanks for having me. So you can find me, Vote Liz Harris, Truth Social, and uh, Telegram. 
and hopefully I'll be restored on the normie channels where I was having a lot of fun getting my message out on Meta, Facebook, and yeah, and YouTube. And uh, yeah, it's kind of hard for a conservative to have a voice there, but definitely reach out to me, follow me. Um, I'm going to be a straight shooter all the way through and truth is my middle name. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. God bless you. Tigalicious. I think Paula kind of knows right. I, I stand on this one. I, I think we should have been out in, in the hundreds of thousands in the street in Arizona. That's my opinion. I think there's a huge failure on uh, getting our point across that we want to take our country back. Well, you've definitely, you've definitely paid the price up to this point. So nobody could, you know, yeah. Thanks, brother. Shoulder to shoulder. Yep. On a minute's notice. David, go ahead if you would, please. Just, um, you know, I think everyone take heart that at least our eyes are open. We're tracking the cheat with like a preternatural speed. So there's always a silver lining, which is we're talking about corruption. We're identifying bias. We're, we're seeing how the game is rigged against us in a way that might have taken us, you know, months to figure out back in 2020. And fast forward to 2022, we are on these weasels every step of the way tracking them we're seeing them for what they are and uh even if we see more corruption in arizona uh this this is going to have to end because everything's being driven to a, a you know precipice are we there i don't know i don't think that the, the people have suffered enough uh, i think we're still too comfortable but uh one way or the other uh, either we're going to get a remedy in arizona or we're going to see more corruption, more injustice, and that's going to have to awaken more people to get into the fight. So uh, God bless yep. you all, and, and thanks for letting me chime in. God bless you, David. Hey, David. Yes, sir. Merry Christmas, brother. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Todd. The, um, we have to stop asking the government to tell the government to stop being acting like the government the, there there is no th there's no remedy for this that doesn't include us th there's there's no cavalry coming um it's up to us it, it's then that's the way our, our our system was supposed to be that's that's what jefferson and and franklin and washington intended it to be the the by the people for the people it's it's us we're it it's our fault it got this way and it's our responsibility to fix it apollo great <laughs> apollo here goes 20 minutes no, I don't even have anything to say. Um, you know, this uh, this should be a wake up call. The uh, the battle here, yep. whatever whatever actually happens with the judge, and you know, I've tried today especially to not really weigh in very much on what the judge is going to do because I don't. I was trying to be focused on what was actually happening with the testimony, and I don't think it's important right now. 
Uh, do I have some great hope that he's going to, you know, come out swinging for, uh, you know, for truth? Not really, but maybe, I don't know. God is moving. Uh, but the, the point is here that the American people can see very closely and record numbers of people were following this case. I mean, a few years ago, no one would have been watching this. And we there are probably millions of people that were watching this testimony today. And I think for anyone who is watching, honestly, it's very obvious uh, what happened here today. And uh, on the whole, in the terms of public opinion, regardless of what's going to happen with the court's decision and with the judge, uh, in public opinion, Kerry Lakes Camp won, won the last couple of days. I do believe that. Uh, so I'm going to just say the same call. We, we should have had more people there in Arizona. And if, if this falls, guys, I just want everyone to know, there should be no other signal that we need that the people have to stand up and say enough. It's a shame that it hasn't happened yet. And if we don't, if we don't take that to heart and realize that, uh, that we are the plan, that we are the ones who are going to save this nation, then I don't know what, what it's going to take. And it, it leaves me disheartened if it comes to that, that after watching them murder millions of us and people all over the globe coming for our children, grooming our children, letting off all of these elites with nothing more than a slap on the wrist or like in Maxwell's case, uh, you know, finding her guilty of trafficking to no one. I mean, the examples are endless. We know that the system is rigged, so we have to decide what we're going to do about it. And it has to be us and it has to be peaceful and it has to be uh, led with, with courage, but it has to be an individual choice. We cannot wait for the rest of we the people to stand up. We as individuals need to stand up. It is a, it is a question of individual courage. So that is my, that is my, uh, my final thought. All of us need to make a choice individually. Are we going to have courage? We cannot wait for Joel Mins or somebody else to start a protest and then a million people show up and then we decide like it's worth it. It's either worth it now or it's not worth it and good luck to you in the gas chambers. Here's before Ashley say something. It says, judge's order says Kerry's team had to prove intent. I don't expect Kerry to win. That is why they pressed so hard on intent and said that it was a conspiracy theory, just so you know. Ash. Yeah, so um, they had, we. Well, this is our fax blast today, actually. Apollo, if you want to throw up the fax blast, I will uh, speak to what Joe just said through the fax blast. So the, the, the plaintiffs had to prove that the fraud was both intentional and determinative. They had to prove that somebody, it couldn't have been an ad, that it wasn't an accident. It wasn't somebody bump, bumping a machine or accidentally resetting something. That can't be the cause. They had to prove that it was um, the an intentional act with both Heather Honey and with um, Clay Perique. They proved that, I believe, they, they provided evidence and testimony that it can't be a um, an accident because of the controls that are in place which set which which uh, which create those settings um, it cannot come from a result of an accident it has to be intentional so um, that's the first second is the determinative factor it has to have been greater than the 17,000 margin of error for vote i personally think that they proved a preponderance of evidence for both of these points um if we were talking beyond a reasonable doubt i i would probably question a little bit the intent 
piece because I think they did leave room for reasonable doubt when it came to intent. And be, and because the trial was so condensed and so fast, they didn't have the time to do it um, to, you know, bring in. And, and Kurt said that in, in the second part of his closing, you know, you want me to bring in all these all these witnesses. I can bring it in. We can do this all day, but I only have two days. So um, I think that, you know, we have to wait and see. We have to see what the judge says. But my final thought is this yesterday somebody in the chat posted um some verse references from colossians 3 that is as i said intentional determinative i go through all those details uh in in the facts blast today so please go read it and send it um because congress is too busy with uh you know ukraine and celebrating their money laundering operation to pay attention to this trial so we need to uh <laughs> we need to flag it for them and send it to them but my final thought is this um colossians 3 3 says for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. Therefore, this is for all of us, consider the members of your earthly body as dead to immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and greed, which amounts to idolatry. For it is because of these things that the wrath of God will come upon the sons of disobedience. And in them you also once walked, when you were living in them, but now you also put them all aside, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive speech from your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you laid a lot aside the old self with its evil practices and have put on a, a renewed self. And so I want us to, um, you know, make sure that we keep our eyes fixed and focused on God because it rarely looks when God executes a plan. It rarely ever looks the way that we think it's going to look. Um, so I still have faith and I still have hope and, uh, it's not delusional. Um, it is maybe illogical based on what we've seen in the systems, but, um, that's, that's where I'm at. Thanks. So here we are. I'm going to say a little prayer. Don't leave. This is going to be a big one. Um, but before I do, Tim said that he wanted to hear me say a few words. So I can't see anything because the thing's up. So I'm going to. So that, yeah. And every time that I go to talk, you know what I wanted to say there, Tim. We tried to bleep it out. I was going to say some stuff, but you know, there you go. That's me cussing. <laughs> All right, we're going to pray, okay? Ah, oh, man. You ever had to want to pray, but not really want to pray? You ever been in that place where you just don't want to pray? You're so angry at the, the, just the circumstance around you. That's the best time to pray. Father God, thank you. Father, we know that we have to give it all up to you. We know. We know that being born at a time such as this was your doing. We know that we were chosen to be here to fight against this evil. We know, Father, that we neglected our, our land. We, we failed to cut down the weeds and we let trees grow up in the place that they shouldn't. And we've not paid attention as they stripped you from our schools, as they stripped you, stripped you from our society, our communities. Father, we didn't pay attention when they stripped you from the churches, when they perverted your word. We didn't pay attention when you sent people here, flawed or not, 
who said that the mores of society need to be dictated more by places of faith and not by people who just feel like anything goes. We didn't pay attention, Father, when you told us that our children, your children, are the most at risk and most vulnerable and that we should protect them. We didn't pay attention, Father, when you warned us over and over and over again. So we're reaping those things that happen when we fail to have courage, when we fail to stand up for the most simplistic things, the simplistic asks that are in your word, Father. We failed, so please forgive us. But Father, we are now awake. We're now willing. We now are resolute in the idea that we need restoration today, more now than ever. We understand that everything happens in your time. I sure understand that. We understand that we must have faith and act in that faith. But Father, there are many who are afraid. And I didn't even know that I was afraid until I started to sit back and watch and see that I was. So I know others are afraid too. I know many are confused. I know many are sad. So Father, I would just ask you to go to the heart of every man, woman, and child. And not just instill hope, but instill knowledge, wisdom, stamina, courage, boldness, determination, and the resolute desire to restore you to our community and to stop this evil from taking over our society, not just here in the United States, but around the world. And Father, I'm sorry for having my head in the sand for so long. I'm grateful that you've woken me up. And however difficult it's been, I'm grateful that I feel that I'm more alive today than I ever have been as I follow you. And I do so flawed, as many of us do. Father, I would ask you to create a glue that binds us together, that helps us become accountable to each other, to be authentic in how we reach out and we communicate with each other. And Father, I would just ask you to break down the barriers that stop us from being able to communicate truth. Father, as we go into this holiday, as we go into this, this time of celebration of the birth of Jesus, I would just ask that you give us peace. Give us the ability to come together and reset our societal norms. To make 2023 a year that we can stand up collectively together as Americans, not as Republicans or Democrats, not as liberals or conservatives, but as men and women that are truly men and women that stand for the principles of goodness. Help us, Father, to reject those things that are on the surface what makes you feel good but don't do good, Father. And please bless those most in need, Father, that they may have comfort. Help us to be able to provide for them and bring people to a place where they can see truth. I ask for all these things, Father, humbly and boldly. 
in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 See, I needed that prayer. Yeah, I think we all did, Joe. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a lot. Uh, it was, it's been a lot watching this trial. Apollo, um, I think you've been on the air for like 14 hours, 19, 19 hours, maybe in the past two days. Something like that. Um, and it's, you know, there's, it's a roller coaster, right? There's moments that we feel are going well. And then there's, there's moments where we feel like, oh, that was a hit. And I think that, uh, the ending felt a little anticlimactic. Yeah. Um, but that's what a show is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Look, I will stand shoulder to shoulder with every one of you. And the people that are listening, I'll stand shoulder to shoulder with you. And I know that there are great consequences, but with great consequences come great rewards. And we have to make a decision that it's worth it, that our kids are worth it. God bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow at 10 a.m. Liz, keep fighting. If you're not frozen. I'm frozen. It's 19 and below here. <laughs> so cold. All right. Love you guys. See you. Love you. Bye. It's better to pray.